What is going on, good people? Before we get into the episode, I just want to extend a personal invitation for me to you to come and join me on my brand new live masterclass. So as many of you know, I've been investing in real estate since the day I became an entrepreneur, growing my passive income to replace my job in less than two years and owning or being a part of deals ranging up to $40 million. And I personally coached over 700 students over the past four years. Over that time period, I've discovered the exact things that differentiate the wildly successful investors from most investors, the ones that struggle, that never get deals done, that continue to stay at the starting line. So this brand new masterclass that I'm inviting you to over at beforethemillions.com forward slash masterclass is really a culmination of everything I've learned up until this stage from starting to managing and growing my passive and active income through real estate. So if you're still committed to making 2020 the year that you finally start and grow a profitable real estate business, then I'm absolutely excited to invite you to this masterclass and help you potentially shorten that learning curve and become a thriving investor faster and more profitable. If this is something that interests you, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash masterclass. Seats are limited to 150 people, and this is a live masterclass. And at the time of this recording, we just have two dates left on the calendar before this masterclass goes into the vault for good. So if you're interested in learning two of the most profitable strategies in real estate today, the key shift that disconnects your time from your income, the highest converting approach to closing deals with the motivated sellers, and the single most effective way to become a real estate investor in the historic 2020, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash masterclass. Now let's get into the show. Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location-independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur and you are listening to the before the millions podcast hey this is mark asquith the host of the seven minute mentor podcast global entrepreneur and all-round geek and you are listening to the before the millions podcast i am mc lobster the cash flow ninja and you're listening to before the millions podcast you're listening to the before the millions podcast whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent you've come to the right place mr hollywood himself presents the before the millions podcast and now your host deray olalaye what is going on good people welcome to a brand new installment installment 171 of the btm before the millions podcast welcome to the tribe i am excited for this episode as i am excited for every single episode but For every single episode, I have a very different reason for my excitement. For this particular episode, it takes a look at the American dream. And let me not call it an American dream. Let me call it an American reality. And 
Although it may seem as though this episode is geared towards high wage earners, which it primarily is. And you'll learn as a high wage earner what other high wage earners, specifically Dr. Jeff on this episode, um, is doing to invest his money and create passive income. But this episode is really for any and everybody who is creating active income through their W-2 corporate job or their professional job or any way they see it. And no matter how much money you make, whether you're making 60 grand a year or half a million dollars a year, you somehow find yourself tired, worn out, broke, frustrated, wanting to make more as if making more is going to alleviate you from all your troubles and your pain. And I've went through this. Dr. Jeff Anzalone on the show has went through this. And we're going to talk about some of his realizations throughout his process, some of the financial hurdles he's had to face and what he's done to overcome them, his roadmap to getting out of debt. And then once he got out of debt, he completely changed his philosophy, his financial philosophy, and he spearheaded a new philosophy to create passive income in addition to his active income as a doctor. So pay close attention to this episode. Again, we're not giving financial advice, but ultimately, if you can grab one or two nuggets in his financial plan that helps you take yours to the next level, then we've done our jobs. But by no means should you participate or not participate in any offerings based on any of these episodes. Do your own due diligence and seek expert guidance. DeRay's Tip of the Week. So the other day I was live inside of our Facebook group, the Before the Millions Tribe, and I mentioned three tips to help real estate investors take their business to six figures and beyond. And I wanted to share those tips with you here, just in case you guys haven't yet joined the group. Because if you're a budding entrepreneur and you're looking to take things to the next level here in 2020 and beyond, these tips will help you do that. In fact, I'm going to cover these tips in detail on my brand new master class that you should already be signed up for. But if you're not, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash masterclass. But tip number one to take your real estate business from where it is now to six figures. Do not take these tips lightly. Number one is mindset. You may be like, oh, yeah, I know that. Duray. Let's get to the good stuff. Wait. Because without this, you will not make it. There's an adage that I absolutely live by. Your business is only a reflection of yourself. And until you can work on yourself and improve yourself, your business has very little chance of improvement. So if you're a seasoned subscriber, then you know how much mindset work we put into the content for these episodes. So I'm not going to belabor that here, but mindset is absolutely number one. You have to believe that you are a six or seven figure entrepreneur. You have to believe that you are a six or seven figure real estate investor. And then you have to take the actions in accordance with that belief. Systems, you can buy that. You can purchase that. You can Google and YouTube that anywhere. But people don't make million dollar businesses just by YouTubing a system. You have to first start with that mindset and then do what it takes to get there. Number two, build your team. This is absolutely imperative. Build your team. And many of us as entrepreneurs, I mean, the definition almost of an entrepreneur, like what we know it to be is just like the solo person working in a basement. 
many entrepreneurs are a one man band or a one woman band. And that's okay, right? I still operate my business primarily as a one man show. But what you have to understand is to get to the next level, right? I'm trying to get you guys to six figures. To get to the next level, you can't do it by yourself. So that's whether that's employing team members, hiring virtual assistants, putting in systems and processes that have automation so that you can focus on the profit generating activities. And when you can bring on a lender, when you can bring on a contractor or a coach to help you take your real estate business to the next level, to work through the contracts, to make sure that you're doing everything according to code, you don't need a whole lot of skill. And you save an immense amount of time doing everything in your business, every little thing. Rather, you're delegating and you have people in your corner so you don't spin your wheels. Again, saving more time. Again, guys, I cover this on my masterclass in detail. Head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash masterclass so that I can show you how to build your real estate business from beginning to end. Show you all the keys that you need in place. Again, mindset work is absolutely number one. Number two is building your team. Number three is going to be building your system. We're not in this for onesie, twosie deals. We're not in this to get a deal done and not know how to get another deal done, right? I mean, many times that first deal falls in your lap. But to recreate that deal, to make sure that it happens every single month, there there has to be a system in place that predicts this. That measures this. And I always like to use the analogy of an ATM because that's essentially how we build businesses, right? If I put $500 towards marketing, what kind of yield, what kind of return is that going to get me? So if $500 creates 50 leads, whether that's through direct mail or cold calling or driving for dollars just for gas, but if $500 creates 50 leads and I close two deals for every 50 leads, And I average $10,000 a deal. Every time I put in $500, I get out $20,000. So that works out to be $10 a lead. That means that I now know how much it costs me to get a lead. And all I need to do is get 25 leads to get one deal. 50 leads gets two deals. And I know that as long as I get 25 leads, the law of averages says I'm going to close a deal. That's powerful profit generating stuff. Because now I have the ability to control my income. Maybe I can figure out a way to get leads at $9. Maybe the company that I was using for my postcards were overcharging and now I found another company. Or maybe I found a better paper that's cheaper. Or maybe I've created a list with higher quality leads. Whatever the case may be, guys, I'm just giving you guys these small tweaks and examples. Because now if you're getting leads at $9, You're not spending $500 to get the amount of leads you need to close on two deals. So if I know my metrics, I can now control my income. I can now tweak a few things to make $30,000 or $40,000. So a system is absolutely imperative to take your business to six figures and beyond. But Because you have to know how to control how much revenue your company is bringing in. Again, you cannot fall into six figures. There has to be a plan in place. And if you want my plan to help you get to six figures, make sure that you are signed up for the master class. The master class is absolutely live and there's a Q&A portion at the very end so we can get all your questions out and make sure that you are well on your way. 
That link, one last time, is beforethemillions.com forward slash masterclass. And now your feature presentation. About uh, two weeks before I finished my training, surgical training at LSU, I was supposed to come here with a group practice. I uh, want to move back to my hometown, you know, raise my family. My, my family and relatives are here. So for whatever reason, the deal fell through. So we had over 300,000 student loan debt, a two month old. But the worst part is I had no clue how to start a business, run a business, start a practice, nothing. And uh, we had already purchased a home that, that we liked in, the, in our, the neighborhood I grew up in. And this was back before the, you know, the 2008 real estate crash. So literally I just got on the phone. I knew a banker and he said, I know the group you're going in with sign a paper or two and you can have the house. I mean, that's literally how easy it was back then. So I was just paying, you know, interest only on a house with like nothing. Um, as, as you can imagine, it was a bit tough then, but, um, luckily I networked with some people. They helped me out. Um, I, I started renting from someone and he helped show me the business aspect out of it. Uh, high school and college, I had a lawn service. So I um, actually started mowing yards again just to make ends meet. Uh, I remember knocking on a lady's door and said, Hey, you remember me? I used to mow your yard and I'm just letting you know, I'm, you know, I can mow your yard this summer. And she said, son, aren't you supposed to be a doctor by now? (laughs) Yes, ma'am. But um, that's, that's just how it is, you know, but um, we, uh, we set a goal to, to pay off all the debts within 10 years and, Luckily, we were able to in about seven, seven and a half years. <clears throat> so um, that was real cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but we were skiing about five years ago, I would say. And we got off the ski lift and this kid like cut in front of me, like one of those ski schools or something. And I like I dodged to not kill him and kill myself. And when I fell, I like fell on my arm. And I got, and I kind of got up and was, you know, moving my wrist and, um, my wife's like, are you hurt? And I said, no, I'm not. But that, I think that incident started me thinking, what would I do if I couldn't use my hands? Because I was just relying on my active income. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's more important. You know, your hands are more important to you than the average person, right? I mean, they're precious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you're Michael Thomas or somebody, you know, that uses his hands a lot, you know, <laughs> there you go. it's a ball, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I've got a disability policy and that sort of thing. But, but other than that, um, and actually I, I two weeks ago, I had a, a, a orthopedic surgeon who's a sports guy, my age, 46, called me, and said um, he can't practice anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he got diagnosed with epilepsy, and he can't um, operate. And it was like, what, what? What do I do? You know, mm-hmm. gonna, you know. I'm, so I think that was the first thing that just kind of started thinking. You know what? I, I need to start looking into getting something other than just relying on my own active income from you know treating patients. Uh, so I started doing some research and there was all these, you know, doctor side hustles, this and that, but everything kept going back to real estate, real estate. And, I, and the only real estate I knew about at that time was I bought my house. That's it. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the, that wasn't the best experience. <laughs> no, 
so that that's kind of what led me to down the path to, to, to kind of start looking at, you know, passive income, real estate, that sort of thing. So, so Jeff, before we move forward, talk to me about the, the experience of going to your old neighborhood, knocking on doors of your neighbors as a doctor. Like, was that a humbling experience? And, and kind of walk me through your mindset as you were able to, to actually do that. I don't know how many people would be, would, you know, succumb to that, right? How did you, how, what did you, what were you, what was the self-talk back then? <clears throat> Well, I think if you're a redneck from Louisiana, it really doesn't bother you too much, you know, but um, it, you're right. It, it was very humbling. And I think at that moment, my my mindset shifted, I think, more towards a scarcity mindset. And it took me a while to get out of it because before I was thinking, I'm, you know, hey, you know, I've got all this debt, but I'm in, I'm in training. I'm going to get out and make good money. I'm going to be able to pay it back you know, not, not a big deal. Yep. So, you know, was I concerned about the debt at that point and the house? No, because, you know, I thought I was going to, you know, have some money coming in. But, um, once that incident happened, it was just like a, literally a switch. I went from, Hey, everything's going to be a cool, you know, abundant mode to like uh survival mode. I, and I, I now, you know, with a wife and two month old, it was like, you got to do what you got to do. I just went back to my roots and, and I've, I've worked my whole life, you know, since I was nine, 10 years old, you know, which, you know, you can, you can attest to that as well. And uh, it's just part of my DNA, who I am. So I didn't even really talking about it now. I think, um, people like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you went back mowing yards, but it, looking back on it, it was like, I had no problem with it. Yeah. It was humbling, but, um, got to do what you got to do, man. You said that you thought, that when you got to the end of the tunnel, right, you got to eventually where you wanted to be in life, that you would be able to pay off the massive student loans. Again, you said that you thought that. So it, it seemed to me as though that ended up not being the case. And that, that's what a lot of us think. Like once I graduate, right, whatever our degree is or our master's degree is or our PhD is in, right, we believe that once we get to the other end of that chasm, <laughs> It's going to be okay. I worked hard for this. I worked hard to get to this point. I'm able to, you know, take these funds and pour it back into all the education that I paid for. Why maybe wasn't that the case? Well, I was a hundred percent relying on that group to, to pay me a salary, but also to teach me what I didn't learn the, the whole business side of it, of running a practice, hiring, firing, training, all of that. I mean, the only thing that we know how to do when we get out of medical school, dental school, you know, nursing school, whatever is just your trade. And I, and I think that's why we see more and more people not starting their own practices now, because number one, the debt you get out in it so much and it's so high. Number two, um, you, you just don't learn anything about, they still don't teach anything about uh, running a business. And number three, they don't teach anything about money. I mean, I don't teach you anything about money in high school or college or, you know, finances or, but you, you know, you, only thing they teach you about is how to, how to, you know, go to school, get a job and save for 40 years in a IRA, a 401k and hope you've got enough. You don't run out. I mean, that's, that's what we're taught. That's, that's all I knew, you know? So, um, but, but now, you know, it's, it's totally different now just because I'm, 
learning different things, you know, from this person or that person or your podcast or somebody else's book or whatever. And I'm able to, to think, you know, you did a podcast not that long ago about uh, probably one of my favorite books, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Well, do you have to agree with a hundred percent of that book? No, but take a few things out of it. You know, take a few things from Dave Ramsey or, or from Robert Kiyosaki or from whoever, and then, you know, think about it, how it would apply to you, how would it, it make you better, and then go for it. So back in the day, here's, here's, my, here's my thought process, Dr. Jeff. I'm thinking that you stumbled upon Dave Ramsey and you created a plan to get out of that, that, that debt. And that plan may have lasted three, four, five years. Can you walk us through that process of getting out of debt, whether it was Dave Ramsey or you created this plan on your own or how, how, you, how you tackled that? Because I know many people out there are, are graduating college or they've just graduated. They have this massive amount of debt and they're trying to figure out, should I, should I pay off this debt? Should I invest in real estate? What's the smart option? What are the smart choices? And if I do decide to pay off this debt, what's the best way to go about that process? So walk us through how you did that. That's a great question. I mean, I think it all depends on your personal situation. Uh, for me, uh, I was lucky enough. I remember riding down the road in New Orleans, uh, turn, you know, flipping channels. It was like an AM station, which, you know, probably some of the listeners don't even know what that is. But, uh, you know, uh, and it was his talk show and it wound up being him. And and just like caller after caller had these stories. I was like, man. I thought I was in a bad position, but you know, these people were calling in and you know, I owe $80,000. I make 20,000 a year. I have a, a trailer and a four wheeler and a truck and what am I going to do? And so it's just like story after story like that. And then, you know, I, I, you know, I was 26, 27 years old, fairly educated. And that was the first time I'd ever heard somebody tell somebody else to save up and pay for a car. I, I didn't think you could do it. It was just like, well, you go and you pay one ninety nine or two ninety nine a month. I was like, what, what are you talking about? Saving up for a car. <laughs> so, so it was just like, who is this guy? But you know, off and on, I listened to him a little bit, read a couple of his books, the total money makeover, but kind of put it on a shelf. And then when I got to the point where I had to, you know, really get going and start digging out of debt. Well, I, I dusted the, the dust off the book and, and literally followed his baby steps, uh, seven baby steps to the T pretty much, you know, he's, you know, but now looking at it, he's more for the masses, you know, for the, the general public. And it's great, you know, for, for people that have a lot of consumer debt, they don't really know where to start. And he's like, step one, do this step one, two, do this. So, that that's what we did um, to to get out of you know consumer debt. Yeah, uh, and I feel like you're already leading into my very next question because again, you've you've sounds like you graduated from a school of thought that helped you in a pivotal moment in your life, right? Like, I have all this debt. Who's the best person, the best resource that'll teach me how to get out of this debt? Now you're in a new place, right? You've gotten rid of that debt, right? You've taken those principles similar to what you said about Napoleon Hill. There are some of those things that you can you can listen to and you can you can internalize and you can go out there and actually do. And some of those things you're like, you know what, that's not for me. I don't know if I believe that. Or I don't know if that's, that's something in my wheelhouse. Right. When you cross that chasm 
and you've already paid off this debt. What are some of the things, because you also name drop Robert Kiyosaki, what are some of the things that you, you started to shift your belief in that maybe Dave Ramsey taught you? And now you're like, okay, well, let me, let me, let me go, let me go in this direction because this more so matches my beliefs and my, my goals and desires now that I'm on the other side. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think one of the main differences is, you know, Dave, Dave is a real big pay cash for everything, including real estate. Well, there's just a lot of people that can't do that. You know, if it, if you want to buy 10 single family homes, it may take you your whole career to do that. And then even if you get 10, 10 homes cash flow, and that's, you know, that's not the, you know, that's, that's great, but it's just not, it's not really, really great, you know, as you know. <clears throat> so um, I had to look at it from what I like, you know, what I like, I can't push what I like on you and, and vice versa. So that that's, again, that's why I take different, different things from different people and, okay, well, I like this about him. You know, I like about, for instance, Robert Kiyosaki. He is just like almost a hundred percent debt guy. You know, just, I don't care if you have 10 million or 20 million in debt, that's no big deal. This is good you can still do this, you know, and Hey, that, that doesn't mean you have to turn off the Robert Kiyosaki TV mm-hmm. because the guy makes some good points. I mean, his rich dad, poor dad book is, I think, number one, if not the closest, you know, uh, real estate financial book ever to be sold with the most number of copies. Yep. But um, for me, it was more of a, a kind of a, a mindset set, uh, shift from thinking I was going to have it all to scarcity, big time scarcity survival mode to started to, you know, and I'm, and I'm still, I still work on it on a daily basis, but just, just really focusing on that abundance mindset, you know, um, you know, when, when the, when basically the world shut down in March of 2020, we, um, we weren't able to see patients, uh, for two months and, you know, I'm on a bunch of financial forums for doctors and this and that, and just the comments, just people didn't have any money. And these are people that make good money, but, you know, as you know, wealth doesn't equal income. And and a lot of them were saying, Hey man, if I ever get out of this, I'm, I'm going back to the Dave Ramsey, no more consumer debt and I'm paying cash for everything. And so again, they're almost going back to the scarcity mindset, but you know, luckily we were able to, you know, had a big emergency fund and, you know, had passive income coming in. So, but I think that made a lot of people rethink their finances and maybe rethink uh, not just relying on one income source. So that, I think that really woke a lot of people up. Uh, I've been doing this, um, this interview segment on some of my most recent shows, Jeff, and it's helping individuals who are just getting started in real estate, really just build out their, their system, get their first deal done as fast as they possibly can and get that momentum going. So a lot of the guests that I've had on the show recently, I've asked them a lot of these wholesalers and people who are actively in real estate, I've asked them like, if you had, you know, 30 days to completely start over, no resources, no anything, no connections, no capital. How would you get your first deal done in the next 30 days? And it's doing absolutely awesome. The answers that I've been getting now, obviously they're not really going to get that opportunity to start all over and prove, you know, that they can do it. Um, But I want to speak to your son who's 15 years old and what kind of mindset and, 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 
frameworks you're putting in front of him for him to, to start in the best possible way that he can as he pursues his career, as he pursues uh, lifestyle design, right? As he maybe pursues money, what are you, based off what you've learned, I mean, you've gone through a gauntlet of different mindsets, right? And it's just like, dude, like I have this, this knowledge, I'm still learning more, there's so much more for me to learn, but what, I'm, what, what are you starting to put in place now to help your son grasp the concepts that you think are most important? Well, I have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old, both boys, and uh, I'm I'm not concerned about my 13-year-old at all. He's like his dad, but his 15-year-old's like his mom. <laughs> you know, so if I, if I had $100 and I gave it to my 13-year-old, he would say, okay, well, dad, put this in my savings account or put this in my, you know, mutual fund or invest this for me. And oh, oh by the way, can you give me $20 so I can go get some candy? I mean, he's he's like, He's not touching his money, but if I give it to the 15 year old, you would probably think, well, okay, he's going to go spend it. No, he's already spent it. Hey, <laughs> I owe my friend $20 from, you know, so, uh, but anyway, he, um, he, he, uh, when, when all this stuff shut down in March again, you know, school shut down and after a while, you know, he was just, he loves to go with his buddies and go out to eat and this and that. And we said, you know what? If, if you're at home and you don't have school, you want money, you got to work. So he wound up getting the job, actually two jobs this summer. We hadn't given him a dime yet. And he, and he's, and I specifically, you know, hopefully he doesn't watch this show, but I specifically <laughs> got him like, you know, just hard physical labor, eight, $10 an hour to really see what it's like to work. Mm. So once he does get maybe a better job, you know, maybe a nicer paying job, well, he'll have something to compare it to instead of just giving him some cush, Hey, come, come work in my office. I'll give you 20 bucks. An hour. I mean, I, no, thank you. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so that, that's one thing that we're making them work. The second thing is I bought, um, the cash flow uh, for kids game. I got the cash flow, the, the one for adults. And it was a little bit, um, a little bit over their heads, but they, they got it. But the cash flow for kids game, that mm-hmm. that's a great thing to do to, to get your kids going. And, um, when I was playing with my 13 year old, you know, the, the goal is to get out of the rat race, you know, you know, it's Robert Kiyosaki's game and to get out of the rat race, to, you know, get over to all the, what, what, you know, what you want to travel or buy stuff. So of course he beat dad. He got out of the rat race first. And I'll never forget this. He looked at me. He says, dad, are you still in the rat race? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, you see me on the board, right? He's like, no, he's like, no, in real life. Are you still in the rat, rat, rat race? I said, well, Benton. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on trying to get out, but I, I'm still, I'm still in the rat race. And he said, Hmm, that's got to suck, doesn't it? So, so at 13, he gets it. And I, and I said, son, I said, I wish somebody would have showed me that. Yeah, that's all. That's, that's crazy. 13. That's crazy. I love that. That's such a great analogy. And man, that's powerful. Um, if you guys haven't played cash flow, definitely play it. What do you think about the one of the overarching concepts in cash flow in that the the and this is my premise. I'm curious to see what your premise is, but the best way to get out of the rat race in cash flow is to buy value stocks, right? Buy value stocks and wait till you get, 
you know, in real life, wait until they appreciate or wait until in the game, you get a card that, that allows those stocks to appreciate. And you're, you're, it's like you're, you're staking your claim on these value stocks over and over again until you get those big cash pops, right? What do you think about those concepts in real life and how we're, and how maybe you're applying that to escape the right race or what you think about the, the strategies that you're using to do that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, and I and I think for kids and 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 even your listeners, just think about what what we spend our money on, and think about what we quote think is rich. We just got back from Dallas this weekend. We're uh, uh, getting ready to close on two hundred fifty two units with a group apartment complex. And one and I, another thing that I that I do with my kids, I forgot to tell you, is as we're riding down the road, I'm like, "Hey, look, you know, look at look at those apartments going up." Or so that I'm making them aware that, hey, they can all these tenants, they can be paying your money. Whereas I never, I mean, you don't think about that, you know, oh. especially your kids, you know. But um, uh, but but teaching, you know, teaching them, uh, you know, about that, about um. What so we went to a restaurant and there was you know Lambos, Ferraris. Uh, some guy had a convertible Bentley and I was like, hey, check out his license plate. It's, it said drop top on it, you know. So what we think? Oh, that guy's rich. So we think we have to buy stuff to be rich. I mean, that's that's the world we live in today. You got a you got a Ferrari, you're rich. So what I'm trying to to get them to think of, and I think what that game that you're talking about cash flow game there. He's trying to get you to think of is focus on investing in assets first and then let that money spinning off of it, pay for the crap that you want instead of what other people do. They buy the crap first and then they don't have any money to invest in. Absolutely. So that's what I'm trying to teach them. I love that. And that, that kind of brings us back full circle with, maybe some of your coworkers back in, you know, March, April, you know, like you said, everything was shut down for two months and they're starting to realize, yeah, I'm making a lot of money, but what am I really doing? Like I'm, 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 I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm broke. Right. And, you know, when you're in a totally different position because of the enlightenment and the experiences and your, the exposure that you've had over the past odd years, so talking to them now, we're no longer talking to your 13 and 15 year old kid, but we're talking to people who are in a position to take action today, right? Which brings us back to, you know, what you do uh, in the apartment space. But those people that are in a position to take action today that they've been slacking, they, they haven't maybe been exposed yet, right? Or maybe they've been, they've been hearing you, but they haven't been listening to you. What are you, what's your advice to them now? And how do they get out of their rut, whether it's going through your exact plan, hey, Get rid of all your debt through the Dave Ramsey method. Once you've done that, you have $50,000. Come back, talk to me, and let's talk about putting your money here. Like, what, what would that plan look like? I, um, I have these conversations. I've got, um, looking at my Google calendar, I have three of them lined up tonight. And the first thing I always ask is, what do you want? Hmm. They're always like, well, Jeff, I want passive income. I want some passive income. And I ask them why. Like a, I don't know. I just, I just, I just want some. I said, well, it's not going to happen. And they said, well, what are you talking about? I said, until you specifically can tell me what's going to get you up every morning 
you know, to, you know, kind of like if you're 400 pounds, you just had a heart attack and your doctor said, if you eat another chili dog, you're going to die. You know, you got to have something that's going to motivate you. Not just, I want some passive real estate income coming in and that's it. So I always talk to them, you know, the Simon Sinek book, start with why that's where I start with, you know, as you know, you've read that book, I'm sure. And start with why, and that's going to be your motivator. What is it that you want? realistically and then that's it then once you get it it's easy to work backwards you just work backwards do they know um let's say uh jeff i i would love a hundred thousand dollars a year to live on okay perfect now we have a goal to shoot for we're gonna we're gonna focus on getting assets that produce a hundred about eight thousand dollars eighty five hundred dollars a month now we can shoot for something to, to work on backwards, but until they can, you know, vocalize that it's tough. Yeah. So let's, so let's say that, that the goal is, is something right up, right around there. very similar. I think that that's a goal that a lot of people can relate to. What does that process look like what, in your world? Right. I know it's different for every investor in every niche, but in your world, what does that, what does that next process look like to get them to $8,300 a month? Well, um, some people want to focus on, you know, maybe just real estate, you know, for myself, I, I like to take advantage of, I like to be diversified. So my wife and I at our practice, she works here. We max out our retirement accounts, their index funds. So we're, uh, you know, we're, we're investing in a, of course, a different segment of the market, but we're taking tax advantages of, from our practice. So we do that. And then everything else, we funnel it towards um, saving money towards uh, uh, real estate, specifically syndications, you know, passive, because I'm, I'm working full time, so I don't have time to be a landlord. So um, if you, you know, think about if you can get a, about a 7% return on your money annually on, on these, that's, I'm just making numbers up. Well, you got a million bucks at 70000 a year. So about another half a million, so probably... 1.5 million in syndications. And that's about a hundred thousand a year. That's not including all the other benefits that come along with it, but that's broad. What you, you know, what somebody like that should be shooting for. And that's, that's very realistic to get, as you know. Yeah. So, so walk me through this. I think this is where the interest, the, the interest of my listeners are peaked. So, okay. So put aside 1.5 over what time horizon, where do you, Again, these these individuals I'm assuming that you're talking to, um, they've just recently gone through a process. Whether they've already had debt and now they've paid it off, or they're coming with you, coming to you with with no debt whatsoever. But is there like every three months? Hey, like make sure that you're saving up fifty grand, and you know these are the opportunities that that are presented to me. I'm going to present these to you, and you can decide. You know what? Like, how does what? What's the next step in that process? Most, most of the deals that I personally invest in, they're, um, they're for accredited investors only, and it's a $50,000 minimum. So, you know, based on the individual's income, um, you know, they may be able to save uh, enough to do maybe one a year, um, some people two a year, um, <clears throat> some people more. Um, some people like to take money out of their 401ks that are doing nothing and put it in a, you know, maybe a self-directed IRA or EQRP or something like that to where they can invest that money 
into real estate. So there's, there's different ways that, you know, that they could do that, but just start putting money on the side. I tell them and, you know, make it, you know, it's got to hurt. I mean, it's got to be, Oh crap. I I got a lot of money coming out. I mean, you gotta be, if it doesn't hurt, it's not going to work. So it's, I usually like to tell people go try more and if that's too much, then back it back down. But you know, if you could do at least thousand dollars a week and take two weeks off, you know, that's 50,000 a year. That's one, you know, you do one a year for 10 years. Well, that's, that, that's pretty darn good. But, but I'll tell you this, most people, they, they think too small, as you know, uh, and you, you know, you've read that probably the 10 X grant card on book, uh, just, I'm always 10 X in my goals. You know, I want to save a million this year or whatever, or it should be 10 million. Well, more than likely, I'm not going to save 10 million this year, but that releases my brain to think so much more, as you know, than just right here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can apply that with Parkinson's law. It's it's absolutely phenomenal, guys, how expanding our goal expands our mindset. Uh, shrinking our timeline expands our mindset. So um, I absolutely love that. There's so much we can riff off of that. But I, I think that, that you laid it out just right now. In terms of allocation, what is your what is your advice? And I know that you may follow a certain set of principles because you're allocating uh, your funds in different places. But for somebody who's just now starting out, they've come, they've come to you a few weeks ago. They got their first 50 grand or 100 grand ready. What does that allocation, what should that allocation look like? Well, again, it's, it's different, different strokes for different folks. It just depends on the person. Um, I, when I started off, I was 98% in the stock market, just index funds. And I knew that I wanted to, to, my goal was to at least shift it to 50, 50. So 50% in the market, 50% real estate. Now we're moving more towards it's going, you know, more towards real estate just because it, it's just, it's just doing so well for us. Um, even through the pandemic. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, I think the, the, the quote, the worst one of our deals have done has gone from monthly distributions to quarterly. So we're still getting paid, but, um, it's, and, and it's really encouraged me because there's so much, as you know, there's so much good that you can not only provide good, safe, clean housing for people, but it's just, once you explain this to somebody, it's it's just like the light bulb goes on. It gives them hope. You know, a friend of mine was a dentist here and um, unfortunately he committed suicide last year. And um, part of it was finances and, and burnout. And if you could just give somebody hope that you don't have to, if you hate your job, you don't have to do it forever. There's other things you can do for money. To me, it's worth it. And that's one of the reasons I started my blog. So, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> this is uh, this has been amazing stuff. And I want to get so much more into this, but I definitely do want to talk about the, uh, the tax aspect of investing, uh, which I know you're well-versed at. So, I mean, tell me, tell me the advantages, right? You, you talk to the, the typical doctor and they're not taking advantage of a lot of the tax breaks that you're taking advantage of, right? Tell me some of these tax breaks and how high income earners could really utilize tax breaks that, that, I mean, we have, we just really don't know about. 
Well, um, first off, I'm not a CPA, so definitely consult with your uh, CPA. I just, this is based on my personal experience with doing this and with, with the accountants that I know. But um, as a doctor, you're going to probably pay, after it's all said and done, about 50% in taxes between federal, state, you know, Medicare, Social Security, sales tax, all that. I mean, we're just, we're taxed to death. But but the thing 50% is, percent of your income in taxes, guys. What's that? No, I'm just repeating what you said. Fifty oh. of your income is going to taxes. Yeah, and the the issue is that's all we know. So we, what do we do? We want to get better. We want to make more money. So we go to courses, seminars. We we buy books. We do this and that to make our active income higher. So we're just going to pay more taxes. So once you get, you know, once you get to a certain level, I mean, you have to make so much more just to put more in your pocket just because of, you know, as the tax rates are. So, um, I've, I've learned that you don't have to make near as much money as people think you do. If you've got stuff on the side, that's, that's giving you these tax benefits and, um, probably the, the best, thing that you're going to get out of uh, real estate, as you know, is depreciation, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like if you buy a laptop right now, four or five years later, what's that laptop worth? Nothing basically, you know, cause it, it, it goes down in value. The same thing with real estate, the IRS code was written for, to encourage people to buy real estate. They want that. They, it's like, they're just giving you these gifts yet people don't want to do it and they just don't want to take the time to learn it. If you don't want to take the time to learn it, then you're not going to reap the benefits, you know, from it. But, um, so a perfect example would be if you, if you invest, let's say a hundred thousand dollars in a a syndication that pays 8% a year, well, roughly you'll get $8,000 a year and that's pretty much going to be tax free because of the, de- they are able to depreciate the asset, which is going to offset your income. So you got to think about how much money you have to save to spin off $8,000 in income. It, it's a, it's a lot more than that. Absolutely. So that's, that's just one, you know, just one way of, uh, of tax benefits. You're talking to me and as I'm looking at you, you, yes, you're wearing a face mask like we all are, but I mean, it's a totally different reason. You're getting ready to go on surgery. You got your scrubs on. What, what type of life have you, have you built for yourself and what do you enjoy most about the life that you've built? And this is kind of a question that I ask at the very end, but hopefully we'll, we'll find some more nuggets to take out at, at, at the very end. But I'm really curious as to what you've done and how do you feel? Are you happy? Do you now feel successful? I mean, you're in a totally different position and maybe what's the goal over the next few years to get to the next level? That's a, that's a, another great question. And, um, actually a local dentist called me two weeks ago and asked, almost asked me that exact question because he'd been practicing almost as long as I have. And he had some things change within his practice dynamics to where he's by himself now whereas he was with more people. And he said, Jeff, how can you help me with scheduling my day, scheduling my practice, my patients? And I said, well, what's going on? He said, I want to, I want to work three and a half days a week and take off at three o'clock every day like you. Mm. And, and I just 
told him, well, you just have to, again, it just comes down to planning, you know, what's important, you know, working out, lifting weights, playing tennis, you know, playing basketball, being there with my kids, coaching my kids, that comes first. So I have to plan that in my day. So, and I do that. So I plan my work around that. You know, I get to work around seven in the morning and, you know, but if, if it's three 15, I'm, I'm 15 minutes late. I've something's going on, you know? So, I mean, I'm, when I'm here, I'm working and, and that, you know, that's my goal. That's my priority. Again, what's once, once they're out of the house and they're in college, uh, it'll, it'll probably be something different, but right as of right now, you know, my family is my priority. So I'm luckily able to, to work my schedule around that to, to do that. Hey, really quick. I just want to extend a personal invitation from me to you to come and join me on my brand new live masterclass. So as many of you know, I've been investing in real estate since the day I became an entrepreneur, growing my passive income to replace my job in less than two years and owning or being a part of deals ranging up to $40 million. And I've personally coached over 700 students over the past four years. Over that time period, I've discovered the exact things that differentiate the wildly successful investors from most investors, the ones that struggle, that never get deals done, that continue to stay at the starting line. So this brand new masterclass that I'm inviting you to over at beforethemillions.com forward slash masterclass is really a culmination of everything I've learned up until this stage from starting to managing and growing my passive and active income through real estate. So if you're still committed to making 2020 the year that you finally start and grow a profitable real estate business, then I'm absolutely excited to invite you to this masterclass and help you potentially shorten that learning curve and become a thriving investor faster and more profitable. If this is something that interests you, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash masterclass. Seats are limited to 150 people, and this is a live masterclass. And at the time of this recording, we just have two dates left on the calendar before this masterclass goes into the vault for good. So if you're interested in learning two of the most profitable strategies in real estate today, the key shift that disconnects your time from your income, the highest converting approach to closing deals with the motivated sellers, and the single most effective way to become a real estate investor in the historic 2020, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash masterclass. Lifestyle design acceleration hacks. What is your favorite before the millions book? I, um, I would say two books, you know, it's something that I read every morning is the Bible and the, from King Solomon within that book, the book of Proverbs, literally anything you want to know about wisdom, wealth, debt, it's there, man. I mean, you, you can ask me a question right now and we can go find it. So, uh, so, uh, that one. And then, and then like the, the book that we talked a little bit earlier about Napoleon Hills, uh, I mean, think and grow rich. If, if you can't beat them, join them. I mean, he interviewed hundreds and hundreds of millionaires and billionaires back in the, whatever it was, twenties or thirties. And, and it was just a common theme. So, and, and those principles can still be used to, uh, today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love both of them. And then, and then I would say with, uh, and then probably the one that really got me to really start changing 
wasn't so much about real estate, but it was about real estate was rich dad, poor dad. It just gets you to start thinking there is a different way to do something. Now you have, you have a, a, a super big $100 bill. I don't know if it's a, a poster or a painting or, you know, uh, um, it's a canvas. A can, it's a canvas. There we go. It's, it's huge. What, what is, what is that for? What does it represent? Tell me the story behind that. Well, I don't know if, um, if I can take my camera and show you why kind of one of the reasons that I did it is because all of my deer antlers used to be in the background. So when, when people would interview me, they would go, do you have horns on your head? You look like the devil. You know? <laughs> so, I, and I, and I saw this on this uh, group that was doing it and uh, that had those canvases like, dude, that would be so cool in my background. So you're actually the first podcast interview since I just put it up. So uh, it's more of a, a, you know, there's not really much of a story you got, to you got it. Money you got money, I got money on your mind? I got money on my mind. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Second question. What is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool. It's got to be Google calendars. I mean, I was on the treadmill yesterday. We were at the uh, Ritz Carlton in Dallas on a little vacation with the family and uh, checking out some apartments. And I'm on the treadmill and I get a notification. I'm like, dang, I got a, a guy that plastic surgeon and wants to talk about investing. If that wouldn't have reminded me, I would have forgot. So, uh, Absolutely. that that's, that's my go-to app for sure. Absolutely. I love that. What do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed? And this is a follow-up to the question we asked in the general segment. It's I could, I could set my time on and with my interest, you know, right now it's, it's my family. So, um, that's the most important thing to me now. So um, you, you can't buy time. Cannot buy time. I love that. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today? I thought, and, and I was raised probably like you and a lot of your listeners that you had to work hard, really, really hard. But now I know that's not the case. You got to work smart. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote an article this morning that says that, hey, if you make, you know, $10,000 a month and you want to get to, you know, $12,000 a month. Um, yeah, that that you could possibly exert more effort, you know, a few more hours here and there to get to your goal. But if you want to go from 10K a month to $30,000 a month, you can't just will that. You can't just effort that. Like you have to operate from a new line of thinking. Right. So it, it, it's totally, you know, resonates with what you just said. And it's super powerful. Who was essential to your growth before the millions and why? There's a, uh, my, my dad went to high school with a guy here. That's probably the biggest real estate investor in our area. And I sat down with him last year and he's, I think he's one of the few billion with a B billionaires in Louisiana. And, um, I had two and a half hour meeting with him. I said, I want to know about real estate. And I walked out of there and I called my wife. I said, I learned more in two and a half hours than I did in two years of college. No lie. So he just, he just completely opened my mind. Like this is just crazy. Just it's all it takes is that one little moment, that one little deal, something. It was just like, boom. Then that was it. So I was going to say, yeah, we're, we're, we're scheduling conversation number two to just talk about that conversation. Um, but, but no, seriously. T- so, so you, you maybe have just touched on it, but 
walk me through maybe the biggest enlightenment, the biggest aha moment that that conversation gave you. That anybody, I mean, if you really want something, you really can either find a way to do it or get somebody to help you to do it. I mean, I'm not talking about something unrealistic like me being the world's greatest quarterback at 46 years old physically, you know, that I, I couldn't do. But I mean, if you wanted to do something realistically, like Brady doesn't you know, agree, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I've never thought about it. But if I, but if I truly set my mind to it and go, I, I want to be a billionaire, it, that's possible in, in today's age. I mean, there's enough people or enough resources. If that's really what you want to do, you know, you could do it. So there's, don't let people tell you, you, you can't do it. Cause that, as you know, the more successful you get, more people try to you know bring you down. Kind of like that deal when people said you get a bucket of crabs. You've heard of that, right? Yep, yep, yep. I have. Absolutely. No, you can just lay crabs down and they're running everywhere. When you put them in a bucket, whenever one tries to get out, what happens? They pull them down. So that's how life is. Yeah, absolutely. And so that conversation for you, was it was it more so inspirational or was it more how to? It it was both. It it was probably seventy percent inspirational, but but thirty percent how to. Absolutely. And it just took that one deal that he had that he in in Houston. Actually, it was in Houston. Uh, one, uh, I think it was a a bit uh, commercial building downtown that the company had gone bankrupt. Wow. And a guy, his uncle, called him up. Said, "Hey, there's a building downtown." It was 30 million. He said, um, I think you can get it for like 7 million. He said, well, where am I going to get 7 million from? So he flew there and he offered the guy 3 million. He didn't have 3 million. He offered the guy 3 million. He said, I'll get back with it. He said, he flew back to Louisiana and the guy called him. He said, I'll, I'll take it. And then like three years later, he sold it for like 20 something million. Wow. And he bought it for three. And he said, after that, that was it. It was just like on to the races. Wow. That, one, that one deal. Wow. 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 Yeah. I'm glad we pulled that one out. That's absolutely amazing and super inspirational. I love that. Last but not least, why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting to the millions? Well, it's easy. It's, it's, it's either what you think about finances or money or, or what you've been taught, or what we've been taught our whole life from parents, teachers, coaches, uh, society. It's, uh, it's, it's just the same thing over and over again. Why do you think 1% of the, the nation holds 95% of the wealth? It's true. And once, once you start uh, connecting with those people and realizing what they do every day, then you'll know. Wow. I mean, I mean, perfect example is most millionaires have three to seven streams of income and read five to 10 books a month. Do you do that? Well, if you're listening to this, you're probably going to say no. Well, start doing it and watch what happens. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jeff Anzalone. Doctor, this has been absolutely amazing. If listeners want to learn a little bit more about you, find out um, what you're up to or kind of get connected with some of the ways you're investing these days, where can they go to find out more information? 
Probably the best place is uh, my blog. It's debtfreedr.com. And then if you want to uh, put a little guide together for your readers, you can go to debtfreedr.com slash free guide. That will get you started in passive income. I love it. I love it. I love it. And the links to everything that we discussed on today's show will be in the show notes. Man, this has been a powerful episode. I can't wait to get this out. Um, thank you so much for what you do in the community. Thank you so much for the what you've done to pour into my audience, and not only my audience, but what you've done you know, across the, the airwaves to pour into so many other people and get their minds right to help them get their money right. Doctor, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Well, I appreciate it. But man, what, what you're doing is, is phenomenal. I mean, I've listened to your podcast. I've been on your website and, uh, and, and what's, what's going on right now. And I don't, I don't know if people are seeing this video or whatever, but I'm a white guy, you're a black guy and what's going on right now in the, in the world and how, uh, you know, with this racism and all this, and there's, I grew up in the public schools and seeing how everybody, you know, almost just oppresses the, the black people. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're not going to be any good. And, and it's just not true. I mean, we all came from one place, you know, I mean, that's what I believe. You know, we all came from, you know, God. And when you go to heaven, it don't matter what color or race you are or whatever. I mean, it's, that's it. So, I mean, I don't care who's listening to this. I don't care if you got one leg and you're Puerto Rican, Chinese, black, white, whatever. I mean, you can do, whatever you want. Absolutely. Um, I'm serious. And what, seriously, what you're doing to, to help people, especially the black community and all that, and I know you help everybody, but it's, we need way more people like you. Trust me. Hey, uh, I appreciate your word so much. Uh, and, and, and just for your listeners to know, he didn't tell me to say that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure. just, I'm speaking it real, man. I love that. I love that so much. I appreciate you for tuning in. I appreciate your word so much. I think I think we need more of that for sure. And um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you're a wealth of knowledge and we will continue grinding forward. Same with you. Continue spreading that message. And again, we'll talk to you very, very soon.